Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, aiming to inspire entrepreneurs to launch their new ventures and connect them with incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. There are many potential entrepreneurs that are thinking about launching their new ventures, but many don't know where to start. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate fintech ecosystem so you can get started more easily. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Jatin. Jatin and I worked at Deutsche Bank a few years ago. And now he's running Union Park Ventures in New York. And we wanted to talk about adventure investing and also some of the views on digital disruption and transformation. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me here. Thank you, Jatin, for joining. So can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your, um, your background and your, your team at the Union Park Ventures? So as you mentioned, I'm, I'm the partner at uh, Union Park Ventures. Uh, we are currently raising a venture capital fund to invest in blockchain and fintech companies. My partners and I, we bring a combination of venture capital and M&A on one side and uh, technology and financial services expertise on the other. And uh, along with our global networks, you know, we, we believe that we can be a great partner for founders to scale the business and for investors to you know, participate in the value creation. I also invest in uh, fintech ventures with a focus on financial inclusion in India and Southeast Asia, and I'd like to take a hands-on role. As to how I got into this, you know, I was a banker, as you mentioned, and one of my roles was uh, to advise the senior management on what's coming around the corner, so the bank does not get blindsided. And I spent a lot of time in Asia, and I used to travel a lot to China and India, which exposed me to uh, the innovation that was coming in financial services. And granted that banks uh, originally had been you know, fairly tech-savvy, a lot of investments in capital markets, but post the financial crisis, the focus has shifted internally and uh, a lot of the innovation that was coming was from the uh, consumer side where the banks had uh, been underinvested. So I began to spend a lot of time with startups uh, to learn, started mentoring at accelerators and just started educating myself on the technology aspects. And uh, it was a good fit for the startups as well because a lot of them, a lot of the founders did not have the financial services experience. So that was a big learning for me and got me uh, you know, involved in the ecosystem. What I found really interesting was the journey from uh, you know, taking an idea to a product to a business, which uh, you generally don't get to experience as part of a big institution. Uh, as for investing, uh, you know, what uh, attracted me the most was you know, the potential financial inclusion and how finance can change uh, and be a mode for uh, social mobility. So my investments really started with in, in that space. You know, I, I really like to work hands-on with the founders, you know, product development and helping them scale the business and fundraise as well. So some of my early investments that I did was in that space, uh, we set up a um, platform for education and skill development loans. We had a, a mobile wallet solution for payroll uh, for small businesses. That is how the transition from banking to VC has happened. Many people talk about digital disruption or transformation, but of course, there's a lot of hype or false information about such megatrends or buzzwords of the year like blockchain last year or artificial intelligence this year. So which of those themes do you find credible? In other words, that you think that they will have a substantial impact and within our lifetime or within some reasonable time horizon? 
Yeah, so I think you're right. I mean, there is obviously a lot of hype around disruption. And uh, I think that's partly because uh, there is obviously a lot of promise, you know, that these technologies bring. But at the same time, uh, you know, there are a lot of unknown. And, uh, you know, in cases, in some cases, user adoption and time to market can be really fast. So things can like happen fairly quickly. I think it's generally quite hard to separate signal from noise. And, uh, you know, I won't, uh, you know, masquerade as some, uh, you know, oracle who can like predict what will happen. I, I think what, what I find very useful is to kind of go back to first principles. Basically, is this technology solution solving a problem that uh, existing technology cannot? And is someone going to be willing to pay for it? Right. So those are the two basic questions that you ask. Having said that, Try to think in a more unconstrained way and, you know, ask the question around, you know, what if or what could be? Because, you know, the fact is that a lot of uh, business models, a lot of solutions, uh, you know, which didn't even exist like 10 years back. And now they are being like, you know, they are kind of ubiquitous. Of all the trends, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you mentioned blockchain, AI, etc. You know, I think, look, at the end of the day, these are all technologies. But I think the fundamental trend that at least we are betting on, and at least my view is that the more and more data is going to become a very, very critical and central part of how economic models are constructed. Everything from, let's say, 5G to quantum computing to AI to blockchain, cloud, IoT, all of these are basically going to make collection, transmission, storage, analysis of data even faster and cheaper. And that, to me, I think will will drive uh, a lot of uh, you know disruption, in my view, which will you know kind of challenge some of the existing uh, you know market structures, economic models, etc. So we'll see about that. So now you're the partner of Union Park Ventures in New York. So what's your investment thesis for your fund? So we talked about some of these emerging technologies like blockchain, AI, and IoT, and of course 5G as well. And you know, when we take all of these technologies together, you know, what it's gonna what it's gonna do is really make the storage and transmission of data and value much faster and cheaper. And uh, that will enable a lot of P2P interaction and this intermediate, a lot of the intermediation infrastructure that has got built over the years. That is effectively the heart of the thesis, uh, at the heart of the thesis of the fund. And within this thesis, we're looking at four broad themes. One is the bridging technology and solutions, which will help us move from the way the economic models are structured today towards a more data-centric, decentralized setup. The other is the, you know, the digital assets and decentralized applications, which will effectively be built on that infrastructure. And the last is uh, what we call embedded finance, uh, which is the, the fact that you know, the transaction layer is getting embedded within the user experience. And that is something that cuts across verticals. So how does your selection work? You know, when you are presented with an opportunity, what makes you to say yes or, or, or no? You know, when it's early stage, some people say it's the founder's team or it's a founder's team and an idea. There's not much of diligence we can do. We can look at their personal track records, things like this. But as you said, you are maybe slightly further down the chain. So what does that make you feel that you're comfortable to, to write the check? That's, I guess, the crux of the thing, right? Uh, so, look, I think we look at two or three things. One is uh, when we look at the um, look at the startups or they look at the investees, we you know we obviously see well to what extent it does aligns with our kind of thesis. Number two is because we're looking at slightly more mature companies, we obviously would like to see you know traction in terms of clients or. Uh, you know, revenue, contracts, you know, pilots, POCs, etc., whatever that may be. So some kind of strong validation that there is a product market fit. The next question is, what is the, you know, paths to scale? Uh, you know, what are the strategies? And that's where I think, you know, we see what value we can add. 
given our network uh, experience. Obviously, you know, things like the makeup of the team, their experience, their passion about what they're doing is, is, is very critical. But, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, you, you get a sense of after obviously spending a lot of time with the founding team themselves. I think for us, it's very important that uh, there is a real problem that is being solved. There is validation that you know somebody is willing to pay for that solution, and there is a path to scale. I mean, everybody talks about the success stories um, in terms of their investments, and it's pretty clear people exited, they they achieved huge multiples. There is a little bit of a self-selection bias in this, right, or survivorship bias. If you were to look at things that didn't go as planned, what would you say are the lessons learned, whether that's for entrepreneurs or for the investors? There are three patterns that I've seen, uh, which are uh, you know which are quite important and, be, and and for founders to be mindful of. One is that I've seen is that uh, you know scarcity is something which sparks innovation. Uh, I think it forces people to think creatively. So you know while you don't want to starve your venture and you know be consumed with anxiety, but uh, you know being on the edge is always uh, you know the sweet spot to be in and not become wasteful. Uh, the other is knowing the difference between speed and velocity. So you know it's not just about moving fast, but also moving in the right direction. And the third is, uh, which is something that I definitely tell the founders a lot, is that the culture of what you're building is very important from day one. It's not something that you need to think about, you know, once you're post-revenue, once you've gone to a certain scale, but it's something which starts from from day one and it starts from you uh, and your top team. So think about the culture, the values, and, uh, you know, be, be a culture carrier yourself from day one. Great. So thank you. So my last question will be, if there are any interested parties that uh, would like to reach out to you, whether that's entrepreneurs or LPs, and they'd like to learn more about Union Park Ventures, where do they find you? We are a, in some ways, you know, we're a first time fund. So we're as much a startup as you guys. So in that sense, our interests are very well aligned. Uh, you know, we have a true stake in your success, you know, so feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. Well, thank you, Jatin. Thanks, Rudy. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure talking to you and uh, uh, thank you for having me. Thanks again.